1: Hello and welcome to Man on the Post. I'm Colin and with me today we have Adam, Tom, Greg and James. Hi guys, how are you?
0: Good
1: evening. Okay, so this week we're going to be looking at the best bits of the weekend's Premier League action. We're also going to spend a little bit of time on the uh, teams that are supported in the Football League by the guys here on on the podcast. And we'll also be uh, having our usual features, betting corner, and also uh, a return of ballers this week. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the Premier League action. The first place to start, uh, without question, is a result I think nobody saw coming. Liverpool 5... Arsenal won. What do we think of this? Was were Liverpool that good, or Arsenal that bad? Mister was
2: not very good. Well, he wasn't. He is very. Well, good. You know, that's <laughs>
3: quite a claim.
2: Yeah, well, he wasn't very Backed good. Back
3: yeah. that one up.
2: Well, it was his fault for two of the goals, wasn't it? It was
3: just they—they they didn't get out of the traps at all. Then, when you're four 0 down after twenty minutes, I think you know, they did all right in the in Subsequent 70 minutes, they got a point from that, but no, they were Liverpool were very good, and Arsenal weren't very good. So a bit of both, I'd say, Colin. Suarez didn't even score,
2: and they won, and they scored five. So
3: I think that's probably the most encouraging thing about it. If you're a Liverpool supporter, you've got Sturridge scoring, you've got um, Sterling carrying on his good form, being very consistent, and yeah, I think. Although you could have made a reasonable case for you know, seeing Liverpool win, they're, they're good at home. Um, you know, Arsenal have got a tricky set of fixtures coming up. So, um, But I don't think anyone saw the
1: 5-1. Brendan Rodgers said after the game that he thinks Raheem Sterling is the best English winger out there at the moment. Do we have any thoughts on that? Well who who are we compare him against? I suppose
3: the likes of Andros Townsend. Well he's better than um, Andros Townsend. A fit for Walcott Um Adam Johnson. Adam Johnson. Lennon Lennon. You probably he's he's not I don't think he's far wrong on current form. Um,
2: if Walcott was fit, wait, I'd say Walcott.
3: But Yeah. On current form you can't
1: you can't disagree with him really, I don't think. Any other thoughts? On this match, is there any defence for Arsenal? A bad day at the office, or do you think this is a point where the wheels are starting to come off Arsenal a little bit? You fear for them, don't you? All right, the... That time
2: in the season, isn't it?
3: And If you look at their runner fixtures coming up, they've got Manchester United during the week. Although, that's not the game it, it might have been a couple of years ago, uh, difficulty-wise. And then they've got um,
2: FA Cup as well. Champions um, League as well. Fe- isn't what, February normally the month where Arsenal uh, implode, lose places yeah. in the uh, Premier League, go out of the FA Cup, and the uh, Champions League?
3: Yeah, it's. um well see, I reckon it. It could just be a bad day at the office, and uh, I think you'll. Uh, if they don't if you don't see a reaction on a uh, Tuesday night, um, or Wednesday night when they play United, then I think uh, they might have a wider. A problem and the wheels might be coming off but
4: that's, that's it yeah. though isn't it it's the uh it's the next few games it's whether it's whether they lose confidence after that match and start to crumble or if they use that as a as a motive to get back on it get 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 back on bring it all back against man united you know show what they can do against man united show that show that uh that saturday was a was a. Just like, like you say, a bad day at the office, and so it's chance. go over one. It's going to go one or the other way. Um, but it's their chance. It's their chance to prove that February isn't that month to crumble, and that they, they are. That they are. Um,
1: they can be consistent this season. Well, well, let's move on from this match then. And, and you mentioned a bad day at the office. You could argue it was a very bad day at the office for Manchester City, who only managed a 0 nil draw against Norwich City. Again, is this Manchester City's slightly strange away form kicking in on, on this one? I thought
4: they got over that. Um, it's worse time, worse time to drop points, really, when, when the other title contender is uh,
1: drops them. Um, Anybody have any thoughts on this? Uh, they sh- Manchester City should be beating Norwich. I mean, you, you, Manchester City will have to look at this as two points dropped.
3: Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think you should, it might just be another case of uh, after what happened on on uh, Monday night, it might just be a, a bad week. And then um, you know, when they play Sunderland at home, if they rack in another five or six on them um, during the week, then will they have? You know, will this point away at Norwich look so bad once you know? And they're back getting some form again with a a good home win. Well, uh, I think this weekend is quite an interesting one because some of the teams other than Chelsea have struggled, (coughs) and you um you would expect to see a reaction. But I think they were fairly unlucky um to some extent yesterday. Man City, I think they the the woodwork a couple of times, and you know once they especially once they get um Aguero back as well. I think they'll be they'll uh you know pick up what they were doing before the Chelsea game.
1: Okay, well let's move on then to perhaps the team that's gained the most out of this weekend's results. Um that's Chelsea uh beating Newcastle fairly comfortably 3-0. Hat-trick hero Eden Hazard. That is his uh, 12th uh, goal for Chelsea this season. Um what are our thoughts on this? Chelsea now top of the table as a result of all the uh, results this weekend.
3: If, you know, they Hazard turning into the the match winner that he uh, once threatened to be, and um, when he first, you know, we saw what he could do at Lille, uh, and you know it, he showed flashes of it in his early career at Chelsea. And I think you've got to credit it to Mourinho because it wasn't long ago that um, Hazard was turning up late for training and being left out of Day squads. And um, now you can't—you know, you can make a good argument of him being, you know, perhaps the best player in the Premier
1: League at the moment, up there with Aguero and Suarez. Do you think, Greg, that that is partly down to Jose Mourinho and, and the sort of relationship he builds with his players?
3: I think, yeah, I think so. I, he's been taking. Um, taking the pressure off his uh, playing squad a lot recently as well with the uh, with his comments how they're they're not title contenders and you know just playing down their chances. So you know, they're going about their business nicely, they're doing it quietly. They've got what they're lacking up front, they've got those free creative players just behind and they're racking him with enough goals. So um I think, you know, he's had a
1: good week, has old Jose. Well, the, the thing is as well, they, they beat Manchester City earlier in the week. Um, during this week, Jose described Chelsea as the the little horse in the title race. Um, I'm starting to enjoy Jose Mourinho now. Um, I, I think some of the, the things he's coming out with is pure gold. In his press conferences, in his interviews, he's, he's much like the old happier Jose um, that he was last time he was here at Chelsea. Um so, top of the table. Uh, I said when I was asked for my prediction, and okay, I originally said Manchester United would win the Premier League. Okay, <laughs> scratch that. Let's forget about that one. Um, but I amended it to Chelsea. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think uh, Chelsea have got the stomach for the fight, or do you think there's uh, still a possibility for Manchester City to come back into it, or possibly one of the others? I still think City will win it. I think they... The
2: amount of goals they score, they've had their blip, I think now, and I think now it's the end of the season. If they get back scoring goals, then they'll be unstoppable. And Chelsea, if if Hazard gets injured, then you can see them uh, dropping points. For the odd draw, goalless draw, maybe. But yeah, I think City will win it. I don't think, I think Arsenal will
1: start to fall apart. Unfortunately, I don't want to see it, but. It's Arsenal, isn't it? Okay, well, let's move on to our next game that we're going to review, and that is the Battle of Wales. Uh, uh, Swansea versus Cardiff. Swansea 3, Cardiff 0. Goals for Routledge, Dyer and uh, Wilfried Boney. And, of course, no Michael Laudrup this time round. That's a strange time to sat your manager, isn't it? The... uh... Days
3: before your arguably the biggest game of your season at home to your little rivals, who are you know both embroiled in a relegation fight, that isn't an, an odd time to sack a manager. But in all fairness to Hugh Jenkins, it looks like it's well for this weekend at least. It looks like it's paid off because
1: that's a that's a convincing scoreline in the end. Well, you could argue. I mean, it looks like Gary Monk is. Going to be at least the fill-in manager for the the rest of the season. Um, perhaps a bit of a strange one. Uh, whether he'll get it long-term, I don't know. I think he's still yet to get uh, a lot of his badges, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got the same um,
3: same problem as Tim Sherwood, where they're letting him do it as long as he promises to do his badges as soon as
1: he can. Yeah, I mean, I
0: Tim Sherwood's got a whole load of other problems as well, but such as smug face
1: <laughs> oh, so you can tell who lost to Tottenham today <laughs> now I don't know if you guys heard this but I heard a rumour that at the um, Swansea game before Lousy was sacked he went into the dressing room after the game didn't speak to the players picked up his sports bag and buggered off and just went his own way. Now that's that's what I've heard, and if that's happened, then Loudrup had to go. Um, I, I spoke I spoke to um, a massive uh, Swansea fan who who travels to to all the games who I work with, um, and he said that he felt that Loudrup had sort of almost given up. He'd he'd lost the stomach for the fight in a in a similar sort of way to. Um, Roy Keane with with some of his teams that he, he felt that he got frustrated with the fact that some of his players couldn't do the things that he was asking of them they couldn't do what he could do as a player and that frustrated him um, and in the end he just lost lost the will to the enthusiasm to, to keep leading Swansea now that's just a rumour but
0: H- Has Laudrup ever had the stomach for a fight though?
1: He's never stayed. I don't
0: don't think he's ever been at a club for
1: two seasons. Well, it'll be interesting to see where he goes next. Um, I'm not sure if any Premier League teams would uh, put him high up in their list.
3: Think with Loudrup, I think he can go to a bigger club than Swansea now. I think he's got he's got that reputation, but can Swansea get a bigger name than Loudrup? I don't think so. So I think he might come out of this the better party I'd expect him to go on and get a,
1: a decent job at the end of it ok well, well let's let's move our attentions to Cardiff then perhaps because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer I think has got a bit of a fight on his hands here um, apart from the previous match which was a 2-1 win against Norwich Cardiff uh, in their other 8 last 8 games have had they've all been draws uh, sorry they've all been losses apart from one draw they're 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 on the skids, aren't they? It's the it's their
3: lack of a goal scorer. They've got all these, you know, nice creative players in Zaha, Bellamy, March, uh, Whittier. but they haven't got that 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 man up top who will, you know, get the tap ins from six yards or, you know, you backing on a one on one. You know, Fraser Campbell's done okay this season. He's not setting the world alight, and they've they've spent a fair bit of money on strikers who haven't got a game, and that Hellenis, um, so that's, that's Solskjaer's main problem, I'd say. Uh,
1: well, the thing is, they've got um, Craig Bellamy on their books still, now I know that Craig Bellamy sort of, perhaps his legs have gone, and he's dropping further back, and further back, so he's, he's now more in a midfield type role, but is there an argument maybe for, because now Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is, is playing Bellamy regularly, Maybe shoving him a little bit further forward. Well, he hit the bar yesterday from
3: you know, a fantastic strike, twenty yards. Um, you know, he's still got that prowess in front of goal, you'd say. So, but I, you know, his experience and his creativity, I think maybe, did, especially with his advancing years as well, I think a, a more deeper role will perhaps suit him. Um, I but I still don't think they've got enough. I still don't I, think they are
2: doomed. I think them and I. I don't think. Them. I think. I think they'll be worse than going down. I think they'll be rock bottom and quite a long way off by the end of the season. You just can't see where their match winners are. You need momentum
3: going into a relegation fight, yeah. and they have literally nothing. No momentum. They're not sc- scoring goals. They're they're defending. Yes, they were shambolic at times. Um.
0: But they far. Like, you can say that, but they're far. There's enough time for them to get that momentum. I'm not saying I think they'll stay up, but I don't think that a lack of momentum is their problem. I agree with Tom. I just don't see, I don't see who's going to win win games for them.
3: Well, if they haven't got the players to win the games to get them the momentum. So it's it's just it's a horrible horrible circle for Cardiff. They're, they they are
2: going down. The next so, month's going to make their season. Now looking at their fixtures. Villa Hull and Fulham all at home and if they don't pick up a win out of any of those they've beaten the teams around them then they've got
1: no chance well let's move on to our final game that we're going to cover for uh, Saturday's games and that is Aston Villa nil, West Ham 2 the uh, 19th century Hammers are back Villa perhaps back to their poor form that they had earlier in the season um, this is a good turn of events for West Ham isn't it uh, even without Carroll Kevin Nolan's back on form they're getting points out of the relegation zone now
4: yeah they start, they've, been, they've started to pick up some results now which is unfortunate but I think, I think, I think um, the signings they've made and, and like you say Nolan coming back to form it's, uh, I think they'll get themselves well out of the relegation zone I don't think there's any danger of them going down. As as much as
2: it hurts to say, I think they'll, gr- they'll grind out enough points. I think to stay up. knows yeah.
1: what they're doing, problems. doesn't he? Yeah.
0: Looking at how the league is, they probably finished top half. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's not impossible, is it? Well, Swansea are there with twenty-seven points. Well, yeah, exactly. West Ham just two points behind.
4: It's the tightest. It's the tightest Premier League has ever been. Look. Uh. I how many teams it's... are in? The, how many how many teams are in the battle before the weekend? It was something like.
2: Well, it it's, it's... Well, there's eleven teams that could all go down. Yeah, but then, I, within six I points I think it's
3: isn't one it? of nine. I think Cardiff and Fulham. I'm, I'm prepared to write them off, but that last other spot
1: from Swansea down could be anyone. Mm, pl- plucky Fulham. We'll will come on to them a little bit later. Um, <laughs> but just while we're on West Ham. There's going to be talk about this, um, so we might as well raise the point now. It's early days to judge him yet, but the talk is going to be about whether you take Andy Carroll to the World Cup.
0: You're the only one with that talk.
1: Am I really, Am I the only one who thinks this?
2: <laughs> I'd take him to the World Cup. Yeah, I'd take him. I'd take I, him over Danny Welbeck. I,
3: I, I like Carroll. He's something different. You need it's, variety it's him
2: in your... As the, in options. that role, it's him or Ricky Lambert, so I'd definitely take Carroll.
0: I, I, think... I think I think that's I think that's really harsh on Ricky Lambert.
1: Well, yes, it's harsh, yeah.
0: He will have played more games, scored more goals, and would have played for England more recently and done nothing wrong. I, I can't see how you can
1: justify taking Andy Carroll over Ricky Lambert.
4: Well, they're Portsmouth fans, that's why.
1: That's yeah. why
4: I take. That's why I take Lambert.
1: It'll be interesting to see.
4: No, I I don't know. That's, that's, that's a difficult one between the two of them. Yeah, but Andy Carroll. Remember is that, Kiev. That big remember and... that header.
1: He's got he's got tournament previous as Andy Carroll. And also, um, since we're talking Andy Carroll, the decision came through from the the arbitration committee, uh, the three man committee on on Andy Carroll's red card, which was. Delighted, not pa- not past not he's with Sam. <laughs> it, it was past as valid um three millwall fans on that committee then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: no I'm, I'm i'm glad it didn't because um that could have that could have risen a monster i think it was uh if 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 you if you appeal a red card you're taking a massive risk as to you could get the extra the extra games you, should, you could lose a few extra games um so every so if you if you appeal it and you fully believe that it, it wasn't a red card if they decide, if a panel decides that it was then uh, then you're going to be all the teams that are going to appeal are going to be are all going to start taking legal action if if that one was allowed if that if that had worked if that had worked then you've just you you don't know where that goes from there because everyone would start you see- everyone would start putting in legal
1: action. You're setting the precedent, then, aren't you? I mean, let, let and
0: there me... was never I, I can't ever see how there was going to be a situation where they weren't, where they were going to overturn it. I think there was an enough there to to justify why it was given, and a, as such, they're just going to back back the referees, even if there's an, a grey area. They—they they can't be seen to to not be backing their referees in that situation.
1: It was Howard Webb as well, I think, wasn't it? The referee. Is that correct? who's obviously yeah. our our guy who's going to the World Cup. Um, so it would have been harsh for the FA to to sort of um, disagree with the referee. Um, the thing is, though, it, the red card, I think, has been given for intent, hasn't it? That That's what's got him in trouble. Um, they believe he's wanted to make contact. The fact that he only skimmed his ponytail is neither here nor there. Um, but I do think it makes a bit of a it makes English football look a little bit silly. I mean, I myself, I've seen, you know, in the football league, I've seen players getting clearly elbowed in the face, um, coming away with black eyes, and there hasn't even been a yellow card shown. So it's just this whole consistency issue that um, I think bugs me a little bit. Okay, well, let's move on from the Andy Carroll show and move on to Sunday's games. First game today was Tottenham Hotspur versus Everton, one nil to the Spurs. Adam, what happened here?
0: Yeah, so just a bit disappointing. No end product from from Everton, as Greg said. Um, we, we just a lack of creativity. A lot, a lot of fun. a little bit poor from Tim Howard because beating at his near post, and um, we lose the game. The the only sort of Shining light was perhaps that Delaffei came back on, so he's he's had a couple minutes, so we can expect to see a little more of him. Cause he really is different.
1: Okay, um, any plaudits to say on behalf of uh, Tottenham, Adam, um, or is that too painful? It's Still quite raw, isn't it?
0: Like like I said, they scored from their first their first shot on target, but that was in in way into the, the second half, so it's not. It's not like they they were battering down the door.
1: Okay, well, it's an unfortunate result for your guys, Adam. Um, leaves you six in the table, starting to slip away from those uh, top four positions now. Uh, do you think you're you're in the fight for fifth spot, the uh, the glory of qualifying for the Europa League?
0: We should just give it to Manchester United and let it be over with
1: well <laughs> well let's move on to Manchester United um, they had the evening game today uh, Manchester United versus Fulham Fulham took the lead early on but uh, in the end it uh, finished two two this was a strange game um, any, anybody's got any thoughts on this one bizarre game I um...
0: First first of all, you should just give, give Tottenham, um, Tottenham, I'm still stuck on Tottenham, uh, <laughs> give Kiffle a lot of credit for that, especially for that first goal. I thought it was brilliant. Um, the run across from the, from the four player that brings Vidic across that creates the space for Sidwell to run into is brilliant. And then the ball from Lewis Holtby is just right on the money just just made it so easy for Sidwell he just gets a good connection and it ends up being a, a great goal and then from then on you're thinking straight away that you're you're going to have to expect a reaction at home from Manchester United and I, I didn't really think that you saw one and especially in the first half I just you, it's, you didn't I expected to see the, see them absolutely pummel Fulham into the ground from then on and it just didn't happen and they come out in the second half and they end up scoring what just they score their goals about 12 minutes from the end mm-hmm. so, so they were they were definitely leaving it late and it was what is strange is that when they did score especially the, when my second goal was front I can't remember the last time I heard such a loud roar from Old Trafford I, Score and what a goal to put them in the lead against the team bottom of the table.
1: Maybe the fans had just realised that Mick Hucknorth was in attendance, and it was uh, it was all on his behalf. Perhaps he was uh, sat next to Sir Alex Ferguson, I believe, in the crowd. He looks terrifying. He's a terrifying looking <laughs> face. Do, do you reckon
0: that that moment, that so that roar wasn't for the goal? Maybe they just announced that Mick Hucknorth would no longer be performing after the game. <laughs>
1: Okay so do you want to call it a day there for Premier League anybody want to mention anything else I, I,
0: it was a strange from Fulham wasn't it like they just seemed completely out of it once Manchester United scored the second goal and then still Manchester United gave them a chance and they got, they got themselves back in it they they obviously picked up a point you you really wonder whether that's going to going to be enough for them but I think it's it's difficult to, or dangerous, anymore to make any sort of bold predictions about teams being cut loose because I don't think it was that long ago that both Palace and Sunderland looked very much like that as well. Absolutely. And and personally, right now, if you're asking me to, to pick, I, while I would say they they both look like when you're looking at Cardiff and you're looking at Fulham, they both look like they're probably going to go down. I I would pick them, but it's difficult to say they're nailed on because I I no long I would have said that about about Sunderland I would have said that about Palace and I, I no longer think that now
1: okay so um, do we want to call it a day there on Premier League anything else to add for Premier League stuff <coughs> nah nah okay nah, let's right, so we're going to Championship now okay so now let's have a quick look at all things Football League uh, we'll just um concentrate on the teams that are supported by us here on the, the podcast so Let's start off in the Championship, and with you, James. Uh, nah. Burnley 3, Millwall 1. You were one and up, weren't you?
4: We were, for two minutes. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Burnley are obviously a stronger team, aren't they? They are. They're right up there. Um, There's not much... you know, we're, still, we're still building our team back into shape. New players. Um... We didn't look bad, but we weren't good enough for for the organised Burnley. It was as simple as that. We got we got Yeovil and Tuesday now, and that's that. That's a winnable game. This is where we got, so, and we got the next few games were against teams at the bottom of the, at the bottom of the uh, table who are in this relegation fight. So that this is when we can start picking up points. And, you know, we've had the last two games against Reading and Burnley, both tricky games. Um... But now we're starting to play teams around us and hopefully we start
1: getting some results from them. Well, let's move on then to to my team, Leeds. Um, Leeds played Yeovil at uh, Hewish Park. Uh, It was a bit of a result just to to get the game on in the first place because of the weather. Um, But it did go ahead uh, despite blustery conditions, uh, to put it very mildly. Uh, Yeovil took the lead. 1-0 1-0 up in the first half, um, but in the second half Leeds came back with the assistance of the wind, uh, with an absolute <laughs> cracker of a goal from, from Ross McCormack, that that was a, a fantastic goal, um, but the winning goal for Leeds was a free kick that Stephen Warnock knocked into the box from 30 yards out, um, that somehow caught some thermal wind or something, and managed to drift it straight into the top corner. Um, it, it really is a an amazing goal. Um, completely fluky, but uh, hey, uh, I'm a Leeds United fan, so we'll take anything we can get at the moment. Um, that leaves Leeds in 10th place, but only five points off 6th, uh, so a possible playoff spot. As for Leeds, off the field, um, it looks like uh, Massimo Cellino, his uh, 75% stake in Leeds United has gone through, it's just a case of uh, dotting the I's, crossing the T's and passing the uh, fit and proper owner's test, uh, which anybody could pass, so that shouldn't be a problem at all. So it looks like uh, Leeds have got uh, some sort of resolution there, because uh, there, there was financial issues at the club. Um, Some people haven't been paid, um, including an AstroTurf company um, who are trying to put down an AstroTurf pitch at uh, Leeds's training ground, which is important because without that, your training ground can't count as uh, EPPP, so Elite Player Performance Plan uh, Level 2 status. Um, So that's something that Leeds really need to, to get sorted out. Okay, well, shall we sample the delights of of League Two? No, Greg Tom, how's all things Portsmouth? Don't want to talk about it. Every I, weekend, I, I enjoyed the first way. ninety-three
2: minutes of the game. It was similar to Leeds game. They did well to get it on. It was pitch was boggy. It wasn't. It was. It was proper Sunday League quality. We. We scored a tap-in from two yards after about ten minutes. Not much else happened in the game until we missed an open goal in the 90th minute. And then they scored a deflected goal in the 94th minute to equalise. That's pretty much the whole game. It was that sort of game where you could just see them scoring because it always happens, doesn't it? i
3: just worked out, if we if we hadn't conceded all the goals that we've conceded in the last five minutes of games, we would be in the playoffs. But Instead, we're 19th. It's, it's, it's becoming a real issue now, this
2: lack it was, of concentration. It was unlucky though, wasn't it? It, they, it wasn't their throw-in to start with. And yeah, the, the ref- shot the, deflected reflected past Carson.
3: It was very unlucky. I think the, the Lions got a decision wrong. We fell asleep a bit from the on the subsequent quote throw in and it's um, someone's other shot big deflection got on the opposite way to the keeper and that very last kick of the game
2: I I think it was very harsh I suppose you could say we deserved it we've not taken our chances and Ryan Taylor who is Dave Kitson Jr. by the looks of things decides to miss an open goal from six yards hits the side netting then Fogden should have scored Barcham should have scored but he has no left foot and if you don't take your chances, you're going to get punished.
3: And I also, we also got to sample a nice open terrace in the uh, wettest period of known recorded history. So uh, that that
1: was
2: that that tops off the day as well.
1: I, I'm sorry that you you were in a stand without a roof.
2: Yeah. Right. Okay. The stadium didn't have corners either. No, it was it's a strange ground down at Exeter. The main stand was all terrace
3: it was it was their their main sounds a bit like the Dortmund's Wall, but a league two version of that <laughs> yeah well, it's a, you know it's a it's a bit of an eye opener going to places like that, but it's a i can imagine on a nice spring afternoon and your team's winning, there's
1: no better place to be when your team concedes in the 90th minute and it's raining it's not really the best place to be no, no, I just no, wish bit.
2: it was the other way around I wish we were rubbish all game and then scored a 94th minute equaliser so I would have taken a point if you offered to me before the game but it's just the, the, way, the way it happened
1: well that leaves you guys in 19th um, in League 2 only two teams get, get relegated um, the teams all below you either have one or in some cases two games in hand. Um, you're on 33 points. Torquay, who are in 23rd, are on 29. Are you confident? You're we'll not... be fine. You are okay. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, I'm still. We'll.
3: We'll not turn really it around worry. at some stage. It's just
2: we've got enough. Well, I say quality. We've got enough quality for a League Two team to to win us enough games. To
3: stay up, you need 50 points. if we, I think we're more than capable of picking up another 17 points in the name in the next 16 games, even if it's if it's uh, grinding out draws and odd wins, because we haven't been losing too often recently. Um, but we uh, we haven't been winning very much either. So I think we'll we'll draw ourselves to safety from dropping into non-league football, which is not something I thought I'd say a few years ago.
1: Okay, then. Shall we move on to betting corner? Okay. As it currently stands, the league table looks like this. Our leader is Greg. You have minus one pound. Um, Ross is second. He's on uh, minus 28 pounds. Uh, I am in third place with minus 29. James, uh, you're on minus 77 pounds. Uh, Tom, minus 150. Adam, minus 173. So, situation is back to normal. We're all on minus figures. So, um, we'll start from the top with the betting. Um, So, Greg, would you like to give us your bet for this week?
3: Right, I've gone for three games, uh, three midweek games. I've got Hull City to win or draw at home to Southampton. I've got Fleetwood Town to win away at Wiccan Wanderers. And I've got Everton to beat Crystal Palace at home. And £10 returns £47.
1: Thank you, Greg. Ross isn't with us today, but uh, I've put a bet together for Ross. Ross is a Leeds United fan, so it's only fair that I give him a bet on Sheffield Wednesday to beat (laughs) Wilkin. And then Bradford to beat Carlisle and £10 returns £81. Uh, I'm in third place, so moving on to me, um, I've gone for a taste of Scotland as per usual, so I've gone for Rangers versus Air United, Celtic to beat St Johnston and, uh, I don't know why I'm doing this, Leeds United to beat Brighton. £10 returns £55.73. and pence. James, over to you. Yeah, I've just gone for another uh, school prediction
4: for the Arsenal-Man United game. I predict Arsenal gonna dust themselves off and get a, a nice two-nil win against Man United at ten to one.
1: So one hundred and ten return for that. Thanks, James. Over to you, Tom, for your bet. Uh, yeah, mine. I've,
2: I'm sticking with the the uh, area that won me. A certain amount of money a couple of weeks ago is the Dutch Young Mm. Eredivisie. There's six games, I'm not going to read them all out because they'll take ages and I can't pronounce most of them. It's six of the games in the Dutch Youth League and they're all to go over 3.5 goals and £10 will return
1: £411. Yeah, just remind us again on that story in case people haven't heard it on one of the previous podcasts. Tom, you you have a habit of betting on over three point five goals in Dutch youth games, don't you?
2: Yeah, well, there's a ridiculous amount of goals, and it's most of the games end up like five three and stuff. They never they never seem to be about like six nil. It's always like Sunday league results, like six three and four all and stuff like that. So I, I put an accumulator on of all of the nine games on that day going over 3.5 goals and they uh, they all came in which uh, won me a nice nice sum of uh, £4,000.
1: Mm, very nice indeed.
2: Well talking and of... It's tomorrow night as well so if you fancy winning some money get on it.
1: Well there you go. Hot tip. Well speaking of someone who needs uh, a bloody big return uh, that's Adam uh, on a minus 173 so I'm expecting a biggie here Adam.
0: Um, I've gone for Manchester United to beat Arsenal, Chelsea to beat West Brom and Stoke to win or draw at Swansea and £10 returns, £84.80.
1: Okay, I like that. So, that concludes Betting Corner. Anybody fancy some ballers? Yes. Football's Biggest Conversation. Welcome to football's biggest quiz. It's Ballers. Successfully answering questions in the rapid fire round allows the Man on the Post team to accumulate points to be used in the Super Showdown. In the Super Showdown, the Man on the Post members must work as a team in order to win. You say quiz, I say Ballers. It's showtime. Let's play Ballers. Welcome to Ballers. We've been off for a couple of weeks, uh, but uh, it's back uh, in fashion this week. The score as it currently stands is man on the post are beating me by something quite ridiculous. So um, there's no need to go through the numbers. It's uh, the team against me. As always, we're going to have a first round of rapid fire questions to each member on the podcast, and then they'll have to work together as a team in the Super Showdown question. So, let's jump straight to the questions. Uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order. So we're going to start with uh, you, Adam, first, followed by Greg, then James, then Tom. You've got three minutes. Um, I'm going to have to multitask, as uh, Ross is normally my beautiful assistant, but he's not here today, so uh, I've got a, a timer in front of me. The clock, uh, the, the timer will start as soon as I've asked the first question. First question is to you, Adam. Let's play ballers. Adam, who won January's Premier League Player of the Month award? Well, no idea. Um, Eden Hazard. No, it's Adam Johnson. Greg, which of the following is true? Liverpool recently signed up Dunkin' Donuts to be their official coffee, tea and bakery provider, or did Liverpool recently sign up a player in the transfer window called Dunkin' Donuts?
3: Uh,
1: That Dunkin' Donuts are their donut supplier. Correct. James, how did Oxford City's goalkeeper Victor Franco's recently injure his calf muscle? Did he fall out of a tree, or did he fall out of bed? Out a tree. It did fall out of a tree. He was trying to rescue a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Chris Waddle had a number one hit record in Albania. True or false? True. It is true. It was We've Got a Feeling. It was a duet with Basil Bolly. We yeah, yeah. Got a yeah, yeah. Got a Adam, at half-time in extra time during the FA Cup replay between Fulham and Sheffield United, which TV presenter said that any viewers who hadn't fallen asleep could write in and he would send them a fiver? Adrian Charles. It was Adrian Charles. Greg, which club play at Bramall Lane? Sheffield United. Correct. James, which sacked manager was unsacked this week? Brian McDermott. Correct. Tom, prior to Chelsea's win over Manchester City, who gave the Chelsea dressing room a team talk? Was it Jose Mourinho, the kit man, the masseur or the physio? Uh, Mourinho, surely. No, it was Billy the Masseur. Adam, at the press conference announcing the MLS outfit in Miami, uh, the mayor of Miami got David Beckham's name wrong. But what did he call Beck's? No idea. David Beckman. (laughs) Greg, (laughs) true or false? Alvaro Negredo's middle name is Nigel. Three. It's false. Oh, come on. (laughs) James, (laughs) James, now if you were Adnan Janazai and you were courting a young lady, where would you take her on a date?
4: Oh, Nando's, of
1: course. Of course. Tom, in 2002, in Madagascar, the champions, AS Adema, beat Stadelin Peak 149-0. Apart Perfect. from the scoreline, what else was strange about this match? Was it that all the goals were own goals or that Stadelin Peak fielded a local circus troupe which included a chimp and several midgets? <laughs> um, they're all own goals. They were all own goals. Adam, who this week indicated that he may stand for FIFA president? Uh, Platini? That's time up. It was Set Blatter. No. It was the obvious answer, but I thought I'd just throw it in there. Okay guys, so by my reckoning you got eight correct answers there. So a, a good haul. So of course you can use these in the Super Showdown. Uh, when you come up with your final number you can either go over or under by by eight. And the Super Showdown question is this. In the top four English divisions, so Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, 92 managers started the season. I want you to give me the number of managerial casualties so far this season. So to clarify, that includes managers who have been sacked, have resigned or left under mutual consent. And for information, Brian McDermott of Leeds does not count as he was not legally sacked. Your 90 seconds start now.
4: Okay, so we should go through the Premier League. Who's who's gone in the Premier League? Loudrop? Holloway?
2: Was Pulis this year?
4: Yeah,
0: Holloway went, yeah. No, Pulis was in the summer.
2: Whoever he replaced.
0: Yeah, Holloway. Yeah. Um, Canio, Yeah. Uh... Steve Clark, yeah. Uh,
3: oh, uh, Malky McKay. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool
2: shit.
3: I reckon. I reckon just under half.
2: Thirty seconds gone. Nah, there wouldn't be that many. Surely.
0: Uh, I nah, reckon right. I reckon. You know, I think the average average life of a of a football league manager is probably less than two years now. It can't. It can't have sacked. Half the,
3: but... no, d- under half. I'd say just under half.
2: I reckon about thirty. I'd I would
3: say more forty. Yeah. So if you thirty
0: seconds left, split, off... split the difference, thirty-five, forty. Yeah, but yeah. then do
2: we go up, up or down? Then go up.
0: Yeah, I agree.
4: Or or really, just go... you think
0: force... I think thirty-five uh, or more. What
4: do you think, James? I don't think it's fair. Right. I, I think I, it's yeah. almost that's almost ten for every league, isn't it? If you're going for. Uh, well, there's 40. only been
2: five from the Premier League, so there have to be. Yeah,
4: and there's not been
3: ten n- many from the, the other Championship. League, at least. Okay, let's get thirty-three and up. I'd say. I still think that's pushing it, but okay. I think, I think we'll be
1: okay with that. Th- thirty-three and up is that what you've gone with? Yes.
2: Yes. I <laughs> I reckon it's thirty. I reckon we've gone too high. I think
4: yeah.
1: I think we should go thirty three and down. Right, it's up to you guys. Your your final for your final decision. What do you think? I'll pull down? I, I'm I vote down.
0: I, I'm I, with you, Greg. I go up.
2: That doesn't really help us much. It's too sides. <laughs> <nice>. Colin, <laughs> Colin, decide. I can't. I'm afraid. can't help you out here. Okay, I've got a badge. Because uh, I can't find a coin. I'll flick it to see which way it goes. So the, the the one that's not... The back of it with the pin on can be down and the other side can be up.
1: Oh, bollocks. <laughs> so we're going up. So you're going up. So you're going to go between 33 and 41 managers have been sacked this season. Yeah. Or relieved of their duties. Okay. I can tell you of the 92 teams... 28 managers oh, have been relieved of their duties.
3: That that that
1: is that it? Is that is it. Maybe. Listen. If you want if you want a list, I can give it to you. Oh, yes, please. Okay. <laughs> well, 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 I can start in chronological order. I'll just whip through these very quickly. Greg Abbott, Carlisle United. Paolo Di Canio of Sunderland. Nigel Clough, Derby County. David Weir, Chef United. Martin Allen, Gillingham. Uh, Kevin Blackwell at Bury, Tony Mowbray at Middlesbrough, Ian Holloway at Palace, Chris Kawamia at Notts County, Brian Laws at Scunthorpe Guy, Whittingham, Portsmouth, Richie Barker, Crawley Town, Sean O'Driscoll, Bristol City, David Flickcroft at Barnsley, Martin Yall, Fulham, Dave Jones, Chef Wednesday, Owen Cole, Wigan, Steve Clark at West Brom, AVB at Spurs, Gianfranco Zola at Watford, A.D. Boothroyd, Northampton Town, Steve Lomas at Millwall, yes. Malcolm McKay at Cardiff, Alan Neil at Torquay United, Graham Turner, Shrewsbury Town, Paul Ince at Blackpool, Chris Wilder, Oxford United, and Michael Loudrup, of Swansea City. So there we go, guys. It was 28. So, good work there, guys, but it was just the flip of that badge that just went the wrong way for you, so otherwise you, you could have won today. If I had a coin, it might have been different. Well... Okay,
4: it's not like flipping toast. It's always going to land on the butter side. Badge is hack.
1: Okay, well that concludes this podcast's edition of Ballers. Join us next time that Ballers is on the podcast. Okay, so that's the end of this week's Man on the Post podcast please do check out manonthepost.com. We've got quite a few articles uh, appearing on there, um, all football-related in in different matters and covering different teams. Uh, Also, if you're interested in perhaps writing an article for us and getting your name in lights, then uh, feel free to contact us uh, via Twitter. Our Twitter address is at manonthepost. Also, Quick plug for our sister podcast, which is Man of the Post Extra Time. That's a midweek football podcast, and it's slightly different to this one because it doesn't feature us. It features other people. So uh, that's the different bit about it. Okay, let's go through uh, the Man of the Post team uh, and just give you the opportunity, guys, to, to share your uh, Twitter usernames with everybody. If we start with you, Adam...
0: Um, it's Adam SA 101.
1: Greg? Uh, Greg Kitchen. James?
4: Uh, it's JR Belfontaine.
1: Tom? Uh, Alano 11. And I'm at CAS 707. So, uh, with that, it's a uh, goodbye from Adam. Bye. Goodbye from Greg. See you later goodbye from James bye goodbye from Tom goodbye and it's goodbye from me and always remember to have your man on the post